Everybody, welcome to another installment of Show to V with Mike G, the show of life, the show of architecture, the show of rain in Ireland, Dublin, LA, and so much more with today's guest, Jane Marr of Tullamore Dew, the wonderful Irish whiskey we've grown to love. Of course, the 12 year is always my personal favorite. We sit and we talk about this interesting project called Dew and a Brew, an exploration of the Boilermaker cocktail paired with some amazing beers throughout this fine country of ours. In fact, it is 26 stops at breweries in 68 days, concluding on St. Patrick's Day in Chicago, Illinois. Perfect way to end a massive tour. And I talked to Jane about growing up in Ireland. I talked to Jane about being on the road like a rock and roll star. It's an interesting chat, and it's lovely to see Jane again. So I hope you guys enjoy this chat with Telemordu's Jane Marr. Fantastic. I mean, you look back, uh, you only know where you grew up, obviously. Um, but when I'm here in the United States, you know, it's it's great to to have the opportunity to experience lots of different things and experience the cultures of, of the United States. But on the flip of that, I'm also very, feel very fortunate to have grown up in like small town Ireland yeah. and uh, to have really had all of my family, close family nearby and to have lived uh, a very simple, straightforward childhood, you know, not to say I wanted for anything. I don't mean that at all. Everything was in ample supply. But just small town, you know. Is it a, as we call it, a gr- agrarian? Is it pasture and lots of green? It is. I mean, yeah, quite honestly, I grew up in a village. Oh. And so there is, a, there is a lot of farming. But, I, I mean, it's by no means, uh, you know, we're not talking about the old cottages of Ireland. Right. Uh, with pigs, <laughs> ruins pigs stuff, running through right? our yeah. kitchen or anything. No, not at all. And I think a lot of people who don't get to see Ireland or haven't seen it over... Yeah. The past say fifty years, they assume it's like that, and and it's not at all. It's a very very modern, thriving uh, country, uh, nation, and we're very lucky. We're on the the uh, the outskirts of Europe, yeah. so we're very uh, broad in terms of our thinking and our our sense of self. You know, we 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 are Irish, very proud of that, and yet we are exposed to lots of different nationalities around Europe who it's have a similar sentiment. Yeah, it's. it's a lot different than here. A lot different. <laughs> it is. Yeah. You're in Texas and Austin, and we're we're pretty good. We're yeah. we're accepting and all of that. But Ireland, it feels like this epicenter of just where all these cultures kind of collide. It is in the best way possible. Yeah, and we we are very broad in the sense of of um, in terms of culture. Yeah, and you know when we look back historically, um, we've really. Uh, 
brought many, many great people to the world. You yeah, know, well, you think of Oscar Wilde, yeah, and James these, Joyce, right? yeah, of course, even uh, Arthur Guinness, you oh, know, yeah, uh, yeah. great brewer that he was. Yeah, so so things like that remind us of of. Uh, I always say we are small, but we are mighty. Yeah, uh, a really small country that has made a massive impact on the world, and um, you know it still makes a huge impact every day here in the U.S. Um, our Irish history because. Mm-hmm. Uh, every single day I meet several people who claim Irish heritage and are very proud to claim Irish heritage and they want to tell me about where their grandfather or their grandmother came from. So uh, we really did almost populate the entire world. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow. I don't know uh, how you're not tired. You guys don't look tired. tired. (laughs) I'm tired thinking about it. Oh my God. (laughs) Populating the whole world. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's pretty amazing, but you, it's interesting because do you feel like how having grown up and maybe, even though there's a bunch of cultures and it kind of intersects there in Ireland, that your passion for art or your passion for architecture and doing that in school is kind of a way to get outside of that local kind of neighborhood, the village and all of that? Certainly, and I'm, I'm nodding my head here enthusiastically <laughs> yeah. because that's very much how I feel about it, that um, I'm a creative person and um, I love to to learn about uh, the broader world. And it's probably one of the reasons why I'm here yeah. on tour with Tullamore On Dude. tour, yeah. Literally like traveling as many corners of the US as we can get to. Um, yeah, and then of course, beyond that, you know, um, the the broader world has a lot to offer, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> What's, you can find things to relate to when maybe you can't. Mm-hmm. I, I like listening to music from Ireland and Glasgow, for example, because it, it kind of captures this this dreariness, but this op- optimism and dreariness. Optimistic dreariness. Yes, we are masters at that. Yeah, <laughs> but I can't get that here. It's like it's, it's supposed to be winter right now and it's right. almost 80 degrees out. Right. What's yeah. so dreary about that? <laughs> you know, you want more dreariness? I want more dreariness, yeah. Mike. I, oh my I've God. got problems. I've got problems. <laughs> it's but, funny. I do hear people. I'm based in California for now, and I do hear people say, you know, oh, I love the rain. Yeah. <laughs> I want more rain. We no one would ever say that in Ireland because uh, we experience a lot of rain throughout the year. And grass is always greener, almost. That's right? it. That's it. But um, in relation to your question about you know learning about different cultures, it was very very important to me and inherent inherent in me and uh it's kind of what has brought me to whiskey you know it's so interesting uh to see how how booze has evolved across thousands of years and an amazing when you talk about (laughs) oscar wilde for one the relationship with booze as it kind Mm -hmm. of plays off and has this cadence with art is also very interesting too so in a way they're pretty related, art and whiskey. Absolutely. And funny uh, you bring this up because this month, uh, National Geographic have their feature pieces about booze and its history. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Know. I literally just bought it two days ago hmm. in uh, on my travels. And uh, yeah, it's like a pint of beer on the cover. And it's like, um, you know, reflecting on the history and the part that alcohol plays in our ancestry and um, how it has formed many, many cultures and informed many, many religions, um, art, whatnot. And in fact, it goes back much further than what we kind of kind of consider it to to do. Um, You know, they say that the fermentation of fruits, you know, was taking place 
uh, even before the evolution of the, the humans. Yeah. So um, it's really quite interesting to think that we, uh, we're kind of built to actually enjoy uh, alcohol. Isn't it, in some cases too, it feels like alcohol predicates good culture, <laughs> right? So there is no Rome without right. grappa, let's say. Right, yes. like that it actually those two things really go hand in hand. Really, really do. Yeah, as much as we might not like to say that, because obviously in the modern world we've got a lot of, and not just the modern world. I shouldn't say that. You know, historically, um, lots of very, very negative relationships sure. with alcohol, and um, in society we have many, many problems with it, and that's not to be, to be, uh, to be laughed at in at, in, at all. Um, but it has brought to us you know many many great the culture of enjoying each other's company and um enjoying great food over a meal and and we see that dating back uh, a really long time let's be honest yeah well so i want to talk about art for one moment because i know that that's probably an impetus for entering into booze and all of that but when we talk about art what kinds of things even now on the road (laughs) still inspire you creatively right yeah um I've been on this RV, which we're on board right now. It's doing incredible. This. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's the Tullamore Dew RV. But I sit up front by Steve, the driver, and he tells me it's quite a unique RV because there is um, usually a, a break in the uh, front window uh-huh. with like a, a frame okay. framework. Yeah, but yeah. this particular one has a, a wide open uh, front window and it curves around the side. So you have this phenomenal uh, view as you're driving along of the world Uh, we're on a lot of highways mind you but just the landscape and we're up a little bit high so for me what's really struck me is the variance in landscapes that you guys have here in the u.s so we started in los angeles um obviously lots of beautiful uh ocean views there beaches and whatnot um and we traveled up north to portland where there had been Four feet of snow, like the most wow. snow to have ever fallen in a hundred years, and of course we had As to wrap you're on up the road, in yeah. the whiskey bus, <laughs> uh, trying to like uh, do great events and stuff. Uh, it worked out really well, but that was really, really beautiful. And uh, and then you know we moved on to like Vegas and mm. the landscape that that totally has to offer. It's like so fascinating. And then Arizona last week was really, really beautiful and. I mean, Southwest people, is beautiful, right? Right, you yeah. You can't get that in Europe, really. You definitely cannot. And as you know, people travel from all over the world. Mm. Uh, and of course, the great architect, uh, Frank Lloyd Wright, Wright, has done uh, phenomenal I, work there. So absolutely. So very, very inspiring and great to, to bring that back. And um, I do feel like uh, in the same way that architecture is a process that, you know, brewing and distilling, and the reason why we're here today is um is, is a similar process you yeah. know so and construction additive subtracting ex- right? adding and subtracting yeah that's what what i believe anyway yeah. um in the same way that fashion is you know you're you're building and it's it's, it's a process that mm. um really anyone who's creatively minded can relate to it is i think that it's no not a huge surprise that a lot of us come from creative backgrounds i know and, <laughs> and I, end up in the, it's kind of interesting it's right? funny you say that because consistently you know and I'm, I'm fortunate to visit some of the most amazing bars in the world and particularly now with our obviously thriving cocktail scene 
I mean, those great bartenders are all really creative people in the mm. same way that a chef is creative. Yeah. And then similarly, you know, great breweries like Friends and Allies here in Austin that we're here to visit. Those guys have a creative streak to them and they wouldn't be here uh, if they if they didn't have that inherently in them. So it's quite interesting. And Austin's a good place for that. Kind of business savvy, kind of le- leisurely, but also very, very creative. Definitely, yeah. Your, your landscape, again... Um, I mean, the urban landscape yeah. is really fascinating to me. The buildings and how it's it's made up. I'd be confused if I came of, here. Like, yeah, and I didn't live here today. You're right. I haven't. I haven't probably spent enough time here yet. It's. Uh, it is confusing. <laughs> it's very <laughs> confusing. Like, where I can't compare it to anywhere else in yeah. the US that I've already been. So it's. Uh, it's confusing. That's yeah, a, it is. But it, <laughs> but an amazing exploration of the states. Absolutely. Well, so you are now really the face of. Tullamore do in the states you know well certainly for this tour i'm yeah. the one that they the make, they make me put out uh, uh they make me take pictures and and uh do all this crazy crazy stuff but Are yeah you- it's 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 a concept that we put together um I have some great uh, ambassador colleagues all sure, over the right. U.S. We have some that are more locally based. We have an amazing national ambassador in Tim Hurley. And, oh, uh, Tim, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Tim last year did an amazing tour of the United States, which was arguably more challenging than this one. Really? Uh, 50 states in 30 days. Oh and he How do you even do that? I don't know. He he physically managed to do it. Okay, that's Logistically good. managed it. Left his mind somewhere in probably New Mexico or something. But. Correct. <laughs> and he made it all the way to St. Patrick's Day and they um, culminated the tour at uh, the Dead Rabbit in New York City. Oh, so that was phenomenal, but quite the achievement. But a bit of a, a fun thing to do and that he was willing to do. Yeah. And he visited as many Irish pubs as he could. So it was ideally one per state yeah and um, and of course locally people absolutely love that so this tour has kind of been inspired by that and um, but really a little bit more elaborate we've expanded the time frame mm. and um you know it's about me uh, given my kind of slight brewing background yeah, right, somewhat yeah. of a, a brewing background to explore this concept uh, of whiskey and beer being enjoyed side by side and why that is so <laughs> And why it should be so? Why yeah. it's an interesting thing. To we do. call it the Boilermakers. One name for it, right? But Correct. many, I'm sure there's a hell of a lot of names. For yeah, this. you know, in Ireland, it's it's sometimes just known as a pint and a drop, mm. um, and it is very, very common. I I refer to it as a serve, a very, very common serve in Ireland that dates back generations, um, centuries even, mm. um, and deriving from the fact that many breweries and distilleries were found side by side. Um, they use the exact same ingredients. Right, you know, yeah. it's a it's a, a makeup of barley, water, and yeast essentially, and um, they were therefore drank side by side. And mm. you mentioned the boiler maker. Actually, it's quite an interesting one. That terminology um, has come from the United States, and we believe in the the late eighteen hundreds that it was coming from uh, many of the Irish immigrants that, that came to New York City yeah. in search of work when times were tough in Ireland. Um, and many of them worked in the locomotive industry. Uh, they worked boiler making, essentially. I see, okay. Right, and they would go to the bars, as great Irish people do, have a sing-song, enjoy themselves after a hard day's work. And it was noticed, you know, or it was commented on what they were drinking, and they were drinking a beer and a whiskey alongside it. And uh, apparently, the saying goes, that the uh, the American would come into the bar and would say, 
I'll have what the Boilermaker is having. Oh, I see, okay. Um, and it became known as the Boilermaker. I like that a lot. Isn't that cool? It's pretty good. Very, very cool. And it's um, it's got a certain romanticism to it for me because, you know, when you think of all of the people today across the United States who claim that Irish heritage that we mentioned, you know, it was these people that traveled ac- across the the waters in the 1800s that have yeah. uh, are the result of it. So it's... Um, it's quite fascinating. Do you, being the the lead singer on this tour, if you will, do you <laughs> <A> terrible singer? <laughs> Please don't ask me to sing. I'm no, so no, bad. no. <laughs> We're not in a car, so we can't. Yeah, yeah. We're in a bus. Maybe we could sing more. Maybe we could do yeah, bus karaoke. A bus ca- now that just like carpool karaoke. <laughs> exactly. Tell them we're do bus karaoke. I mean, that's just we're throwing that we're idea throwing out there. It was your idea, Mike. No, I'll no, credit no, you. I promise. This is a collaborative <laughs> thing. But do you do you like being this person that's touring? Do you like people? Or do you, rather, do you like being the person framing the narrative, capturing the crowds? Does that appeal to yours? It does, it does. And it's probably why I'm I'm doing it and why I've come to be uh, an ambassador for, for this great Irish whiskey because this Tullamore Do is all about the story. It's all about talking about the town of Tullamore, the history of the distillery there. Yeah. The do bit, which many of your listeners may not even know, Tullamore Do, D-E-W, those are the initials of one of the great distilleries mm-hmm. uh, at Tullamore Dew. His name was Daniel Edmund Williams. So he actually, when he first got involved in distilling, he put his initials to every single bottle that That's what we do. Produced. We're That's egotistical. We do. Leave, our, leave our stamp on every bottle. <laughs> exactly. And certainly he did. He was a great man. And uh, through the 1800s, again, he was really uh, working very hard to bring innovation and forward thinking to the distillery mm. in the town of Tullamore. But uh, elements like that, you know, they are storytelling elements. And, um, you know, you could travel the U.S. and visit breweries. But um, really, it's about trying to capture the story of that brewery. And each one is a different one to to bring to the table. Even just like here today at Friends and Allies in Austin, they're on the the cusp of opening day. Oh, yeah, just days away. They're literally, but they're not there yet. They're like inside, they're like brushing up, they're fixing things up, getting things ready. And that in itself is a really, really great story to tell, you know. A young team of guys like they are and they're like, you know, going for it, going for it and and, uh, reaching for the stars, so to speak. That was awesome for you right there. Fantastic. Aspirations, ambition and all of that. Yeah. So Tully, and I've got a story I'll share with you before we wrap, which I think is so great and kind of illustrates how how big the, the brand is becoming. Right. Oh, it's kind of like a nod now. People <laughs> give you a nod like, Tully, yeah, 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 I get it, I get it, right? So you're taking a few bottles on the road, though. Right. The old standard, I imagine, which is mm-hmm. everybody's best, you know, best shot in a boiler. I mean, I'm, I'm a 12-year guy, but right. that's just, but which, which skews are you taking out? Yeah, we are, it, depending on where we're going, we're kind of adapting to the brewery, the, excuse me, the beers that are on offer um, by the breweries we're visiting. So the guys here today, a little bit more IPA focused, a little bit more kind of sessionable beers, perhaps yeah. a little, um, they would refer to them as being light to moderate. So we're looking at pairing, um, them with the uh, original Tullamore Dew, of course, which a lot of people will be familiar with. But then we're also bringing in our 12-year-old, which yeah. here's your favorite, and our 15-year-old trilogy. The 15-year-old is quite interesting because it's got a triple cask finish of um, bourbon sherry and uh, then a, a rum barrel finish. Oh, so wow. It's really got beautiful tropical notes, which is going to work exceptionally well with uh, the beers that the guys have on offer here. So I'm really excited to bring that to the table. And, and on other stops, we have 
sometimes done um, Tullamore Phoenix, which is a very... Oh, yeah, um, powerful 110, right? Powerful, yeah, yeah 110 proof, a um, lot more robust and uh, just quite interesting to have with a really great port or yeah. like a really kind of um, very uh, flavorsome stout, let's mm-hmm. say. Um, and then similarly, our single malts are quite interesting. Um, they We've got a 14-year-old and an 18-year-old single malt and we're pairing those, you know, with quite uh, fruity uh, beers, like a sour beer, for yeah, example. Okay. We've done that um, at Cascade in Portland. That was really, really interesting. And uh, it went down exceptionally well. Mm. I, I didn't think I would be so enthused by the sour beers, but actually they really suit uh, my palate. I'm learning more and yeah. more. Because um, they're very bright. They're crisp. Very you know? bright, yeah. very crisp. And uh, obviously you've got that kind of like tart finish to yeah. a lot of them, which I, I really, really like. But it's one thing I would say to people, you know, and it's something I'm trying trying to communicate across the board is that this is about your experimentation process. You know, it's our do, but it's your brew. So, you know, you decide what beer you would like to pair with our whiskey. And, you know, people are a little bit hesitant to pair some of the higher expressions with beer. And we say, no, absolutely not. We mm. certainly encourage that. It's a tasting experience. Um I know a lot of people will refer to it as a shot and a beer. Right. Uh, but for us, it's a lot more than that. And it's about actually sitting down with a tasting mat and sipping one and sipping the other and uh, really experiencing what that kind of uh, process uh, has to offer in terms of flavor. It's yeah, really so quite much. interesting. I like that concept, though. You drink a 14-year single malt with a beer. I mean, right. I'm not... I'm not, that's, I'm good enough for that. Exactly, I deserve that. Yeah, I worked hard this week. I deserve um, to enjoy that experience. Because you don't have to shoot it. Exactly. You can sip it and taste it. I You're mean, this sipping. is the thing. Yeah. Tasting, not shooting. Obviously. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, across the board, um, it's a sipping experience, like I keep saying. And yeah. uh, don't be afraid to experiment with it. And Tullamore, do you see, is a, a triple blend of Irish whiskey. So we use all three styles of Irish whiskey that are made in Ireland. And that gives you a very, very uh, well-balanced yeah. whiskey as a result. And it plays well with a lot of different styles of beer. It's, I mean, I, I like Tully. And again, it's like the thing that's coming, because there's another competitor that I don't care as much for. You know? <laughs> and the one that's like tattooed. There's so many out there now. Oh they're all, I, they're you're right. Lot, and Diageo yeah. is just, they're coming out with they're one too. And, yeah, a couple yeah. of weeks ago. It's, it's amazing for Ireland because we're going to see a, a boom in whiskey tourism, which is like, very exciting. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah, just like Scotland already has. And I would arguably say, you know, um, perhaps our Irish whiskey, you know, has a bit of an edge in terms of its coolness. You know, we, we all love a, a scotch. Um, I certainly do. But it has a certain perception out there, whereas Irish whiskey is a little bit more of an edge to it. And, uh, you know, we're talking to that kind of, young professional who is like you know starting to earn a little bit of bit of money in the world and is and is wanting to experience lots of different things craft beer included you know let's play around with all these different types of irish whiskey i think it's amazing it's It's good i mean that's kind of what we're becoming as we get older right people that are interested in these things we're not we're not our dads anymore exactly i mean so the market's changing really very much so and it's not about you know you don't just start drinking one thing and stick with that for the rest of your life that's not the way it is you try something tonight, next weekend you'll you'll try something else. So, Absolutely. and that's what we're trying to do to offer our our fans because we do have a lot of fans yeah. out there. Absolutely, offer them something different, you know, and offer them something that's innovative and 
And we're seeing that come through in our liquids as, as they're being released year on year as we have uh, more and more stuff. aged stocks available to us. Yeah, it's great. So I've got a couple questions left where I know that great. this is a, you know, the, the book tour and everything is outside. You got to go send some autographs and shit like when we get out of yeah, here. Yeah, right? right. He's totally lying. Don't mind <laughs> There's crickets, we're here like on our own. There's nobody else. <laughs> this is actually a U-Haul. Um, yeah. But they'll never know. You can <laughs> so how many, how many days and how many stops? Yeah. Um, it's it's actually it's it's great. It's a seventy day tour total. Yeah. So we start on the 9th of January and we finish the weekend of St. Patrick's Day. Oh. St. Patrick's Day falls this year on a Friday oh. for anyone out there who wants to know. Seventeenth of March and we've got events running that weekend, culminating the tour in Chicago um on those dates. And we're gonna have a lot of fun there. Um, we are partnering with twenty two breweries in total. Yeah. Um of course we could have partnered with 2200 breweries i'm sure yeah and um, so we've you know selected some and, and worked with people who really who would like to work with us and um it's been interesting to work with somebody who's starting out like friends and allies here yeah. um in with their new facilities so i mean we, we just kind of rolled with it whatever Almost whatever came our way it, yeah. yeah yeah quite literally um there probably are there's over like 30 events total um, maybe a few more actually. How? There's a few ad hoc ones. Along yeah, the way, I'm, well, I'm sure you're like, take, seizing oh, the opportunity. Right? Exactly. We're driving through Pensacola. Oh my God! There's a huge <laughs> pub crawl taking place that day. Oh, we might just you know. When do you find uh, yourself in Pensacola? Well, yeah, which as one happen. does. Yeah, as, well, as one does. <laughs> yeah. How are you holding up? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. It's uh, it's quite the journey. Um, I have everyone telling me to take my vitamins. Right. Or vitamins as we say in Ireland. <laughs> Drink the water. There's a juice bar right around Perfect. the corner. You saw me. I yeah. was drinking my uh, the, lemon and ginger juice. Which the I'm daily juice, over. man. These things Absolutely. are really good. Yeah. And you know, it's wonderful. And I'm feeding off the energy of people as I'm mm. engaging with them. And that's that's what is exhausting when you do these this kind of work. It's the engagement with so many people. And yeah. um, it's wonderful, though. I'm keeping a diary, which is fantastic. Oh, that's great. I'm not sure it will be published. <laughs> that's still cool for you you'll always have that well yeah it was one piece of advice and i was going oh my god I'm, how am i going to have time to do this but i'm i'm adamant i'm doing it and uh yeah i've kept up with it and there's all these little quirky people that you or stories or, or quirky uh, characters that you meet along the way and you have yeah. to write that that stuff down because y you will forget you will it, it's very it's amazing how, when so much happens in a short period of time it is so, it's hard it is being documented. Watch this. So this is good. Pictures too. <laughs> yeah. The whole, the whole lot. Of stuff. Lots of pictures. Some videos. Yeah. Visit doingabrew.com for all of the stops, all of the videos that we've captured so far. And yeah. there's, there's some great ones. We've met some legends. I've seen some honest. killer video. I mean, the production's great on it. It's and fantastic. I mean, the this bus is where I'd want to hang out if I didn't have to head out. I would just sit here and probably drink Absolutely. the twelve year. Just sip it for just for a couple. <laughs> Just Fantastic. And silly. many more like you, I can assure you that, Mike. I many so. more wanting to do I that. So. <laughs> well, so the last question I have for you before you head out, and you're going to got plenty of other stops. You've got to go till St. Patrick's Day. So God, Godspeed on that one. Right. But for you, let's just say it's the Telemore 12 here. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're at your favorite bar in the world. Who, living or dead, would you like to just sit and sip and have a conversation with? Oh, what an amazing question. And always one I struggle with to answer. It's a hard one. I'm putting you on the spot. I yeah, admit that. it's really tough. Um, there's a, an amazing uh, woman 
who is known the world over. Her name is Mary Robinson. Mm-hmm. She was president of Ireland uh, for many, many years, and she's now heavily involved in uh, the UN and okay. uh, yeah, human rights all over the world. She's an amazing woman. And uh, when you know, when I grew up, uh, she was the president from my childhood. Yeah. So I grew up in a country where our president was was this amazing woman and um she's still doing amazing work today so i'm not sure if she's a whiskey drinker i probably should have thought about that, that. that yeah, i can but that's, i reckon i could convert her if she is even if she is not one strong uh, woman to another yeah, i think you could probably like persuade that. her I, I i would hope so um but yeah she's amazing and then uh after that it would probably be you know um an oscar wilde just because his life was so fascinating yeah. and uh, I would love to have the opportunity to figure him out, engage with him for a minute and Before figure out his out. mind. Yeah, <laughs> just how he worked. He was just truly an amazing guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there is That's one good. living and one one. Uh, I like that. Past. I like yeah. that a lot. One, so you guys had an amazing woman running the country. We have a very, very, very uninspired, unamazing man running the country. <laughs> Well, so. I don't mean that, but it actually <laughs> no, just I mean, I mean that. You, you mean know, that, yeah. right? And 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 I'm I'm I don't really have uh, any strong views on on what's happening in the US, but what it has taught me the past number of weeks as people were up in arms with with all of this happening is I suddenly realized, god, I had for 14 years in Ireland while I was a child. Yeah. Mary Robinson was our president like in the Incredible, 90s, like yeah. And she she's still a phenomenal woman to this day. But like I grew up in a society where we had a female president. So, you know, and uh, it really brought it home to me, this yeah. whole thing. So it's, you always reflect on your own, your own do. being, don't you, when these things well, happen? Well, let me share one last thing with you, because I was I was at a show at Stubbs on Friday. It's a good show. Seeing Young the Giant, my, my wife and I went. And of course, we're whiskey drinkers. And yeah. I was very, very elated to find that behind the bar, they've got Tully. Ah. So we, you know, we ordered some Tully straight, and I swear to you, the bartender looked at us as like, "Yeah, we get it, right?" And, you know, it was almost as far as winking at me. The so nod, something, the nod, something is happening. This right. cult cachet is building, and and I do agree. Yes, when you when you order a Tullamore from a bartender like that, um. You do get the look, you get the nod, and yeah. and usually for me they figure out that I actually am the ambassador, <laughs> and then they go, oh well. Oh well. But uh, it's true. Sometimes I remain anonymous. Actually, a lot of the time, especially yeah. if I'm just you know uh, socializing, I I don't divulge that I work in whiskey, and uh, it's always interesting then to start asking questions and what they think, and it's always that they feel like they are you know they're on the inside. They yeah. know all about Tully. And particularly here in Austin, that is, you guys here are probably almost like a template for the amazing like support and love that, that people here and that the industry has yeah. for Tullamore Do. And, you know, it makes my job really, really special to know that, that that joy and love is there and that people enjoy it as much as I do. Yeah. And I think um, that you're, you're a representation of that. You know uh, what I mean? Well, you're a symbol of it. Right, you, yeah. You come into a room and you light it up and everybody wants to talk and they want to sit with you. And, you know, best of luck on this tour. I know you'll Thank make you. it, but uh, I'm sure you'll be glad to get back I, to your husband. I hope LA I make too. it. Yeah. yeah, I hope I make it. Uh, what choice do we have? Right, <laughs> and we'll see how that diary comes along. Yeah. But 
in the meantime, check out, as I say, doingandbrew.com uh, and you'll see what's what's been happening and Absolutely. what's still to come. It's great. Amazing tour. Yeah. Thanks so much, Jane. Talk Thank to you, you soon. Thank you, sir. Take care. Well, there you have it. Tell them more dues, Jane Marr, stopping by Austin at Friends and Allies Brewing, which I'll talk with Ben Saban, one of the founders, this Thursday. Make it a week dedicated to St. Patrick's Day, the Do and Brew Tour, and much, much more. Again, 26 stops to breweries in 68 days. I mean, this is amazing, amazing tour. And Jane, actually, I hope this happens, will write a memoirs capturing all of these amazing parties personas, personalities, and so much more. So thanks, everybody, for listening to Show to V with Mike G. No matter what you're choosing to do, whether that's staying home or tossing yourself into the mess that is downtown Austin during South by Southwest 2017, or if you said, man, I'd rather just watch an episode of Chopped, please keep dancing.